Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. At our recent Mastermind meeting, Mike went through some of his favorite chapters from Lee Cockrell's book, Creating Magic. Enjoy this section with Mike's thoughts on chapter five of the book. Having a lot of fun here today. Uh, Back to the notebooks that we've given you here so you can see my notes and, of course, back to the book that we've given you uh, on creating magic. We are going into this time, we are going into chapter five, okay? And what I want to do is basically share with you some of the things, again, that uh, uh, Lee Cockrell, who was, uh, you know, uh, just one of the most amazing people at Disney. uh, And these are some of the principles, again, that were taught at the world-renowned Disney. And, And you guys know I... I practically bleed Disney, okay? The truth is I bleed marketing, okay? Um, And what I find though is that I teach three basic things, right? Systems, people, and resources. This book touches on all of those in different ways. Systems are incredibly important. We'll talk about some of those as we're moving forward and we've talked about some already. And then once you have the systems in place, then you have to have the people in place to run the systems. The biggest challenge I watch, the biggest challenge I see so often is that when you are in business, you want to create a system, and then for some strange reason, you think you're the only person that can run the system. And then that's absolutely not correct. So by the way, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of the book just to reread one thing because I want to make sure that we, we hear this, okay? Leadership starts with respect for all people. Cast, guest, okay, not employees. I actually hate the term employees, okay? I like the word associates and other things as well. And, you know, one of the things that he said at the beginning of the book, I just want to remind us is, it's not the magic that makes it work. It's the way we work that makes it magic. That that right there should be a saying that, you know, you can almost pin and, and put somewhere that... Um, uh, you know, and in different businesses, it's it's not the magic that makes it work. It's the way we work that makes it magic. It's the way the way we work that makes us referable over and over and over again. Okay. So in the in chapter uh, five here, this is strategy number three. Make your people your brand. Make your people your brand. I was uh, talking with somebody about his brochure yesterday and then re-talked with him a little bit this morning. And he had in his brochure, he had what I call PSPs. PSPs are personal sales points. And they're great. They're great if you want to stay a single person operation. But you cannot advertise, hey, you're going to get this and this and this and this and this. Okay. 
I don't know how many of you go to Walt Disney World and uh, you expected Walt to be running the ride. Now, I know Walt's dead, but okay. But, you know, you wouldn't expect the CEO to be running the ride, okay? You've got to make sure that you go through that. So in the very first uh, next page, page 86 here, it says, define the perfect candidate. Who are the people that you want? What are the people are, what, what do you want that person to be able to do? What do you want them to be able to bring to the table? Uh, and there's, there's so many different pieces of, of that whole process, okay? Um, and a lot of times, uh, people are always surprised, and I was thrilled to hear him say this. People were surprised at some of the people I hire to get some things done. Why would you hire that person to get that done? Because I see in them a particular skill that once it gets modified, once it gets grown, uh, that they're going to be able to do things that, that other people might not be able to do. Okay, So sometimes it might be technical. Sometimes it might be management. Sometimes it might be um, technologically uh, competence. You know, it's funny because yesterday um, we drew up this graph, right? And, and we said, hey, here's how you're going to measure whether you're being successful or not. Hey, here's how you're going to measure to some degree your accountability. Hey, here's how you're going to measure what your priorities are. Okay? And someone in our audience just happens to be my son, but somebody in the audience actually went, oh, I could put that into this kind of a format and everybody can see it and everybody can touch it and everybody can mark on it and, and, and they can look at it every day. Okay? That's pretty cool. Okay? And then there's leadership. I want to say this very carefully because sometimes it gets misunderstood. You're either a leader. I, I want to say you're either a leader or you're not, but here's the truth is everybody's a leader. Sometimes people are leading you the wrong direction. Sometimes people are leading the right direction. The world is actually designed right now, unfortunately, to mislead the, the masses, okay? One of the things I love about this room and the people that I work with is that we want you to understand what the leadership looks like, okay? Uh, number two here on page 88, don't settle for a clone. When filling a position, don't look for a replica of the person who's leaving. Different times often call for different skills and experience, even if the job title remains the same. And so one of the things that you've got to make sure that you understand is just because Mary did this job great, you're not looking for another Mary. You may be looking for Mary 2.0, who is Jane, okay? Or maybe it's Sam, all right? Don't, don't just try to copy somebody uh, a lot of times and so that you're working on that, okay? Number three, look for good people in unlikely places. We had so much fun with this uh, the last couple of days. We were talking about, hey, you need to hire this person. Um, and, and somebody suggested, um, how many Ubers have you written lately? Okay. Uh, ask Uber drivers, do they do this, 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 this? Most Uber drivers either have a day job or are looking for a day job. Not all of them. Not all of them. And some of them are professional Uber drivers. I get that. You know, I joke about, hey, you like pizza? And they go, well, yeah. I said, well, order pizza every night this week, okay? Uh, your kids will love you. And uh, interview every pizza driver that comes up. So look for good people in unlikely places. And be open to looking for those people all the time, all right? Um, he said, when I, when I tapped this one person to run the EPCOPS operations, the entire organization was surprised. I cannot tell you the number of times people went, we're hiring that person, why, okay? Um, but he said he liked his business background, his problem solving, his critical thinking skills, and he demonstrated talent for inspire and leading teams. And that guy just crushed it, okay? Number four, involve the team in the selection process. The higher the position to some degree, um, 
in, that somebody has inside the company, the more they should have some influence in who we're hiring. So we have an office manager, a team lead, all right? They put the ad out, they take the first phone calls, they talk to those people. I don't even get to meet those people if they don't meet certain parameters or certain characteristics that they're hoping to have in somebody that will work with us. And by the way, we have hired so much better since we did that. Because I used to hire people like, boom, you're in, great, done, okay? And my whole office would be disrupted, okay? Because I missed this, this, and this. They're looking to some degree is, are they a team player? What, what, tell me something that tells you you're a team player, okay? Because I, that's a closed space and we have five people that sit in there all day long with each other. And if there's one in there that's not a team player, it shows up pretty quick, okay? Uh, number five, select by talent, not by resume. Select by talent, not by resume. So when you read a resume, always keep in mind who wrote it. An estimated 40% of resumes are said to contain exaggerations in some areas as educational background and previous job titles, blah, 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 okay? Uh, in fact, one of the things I know is that probably a good percentage of the time, those people didn't even write their own resumes. So the resume tells me a little bit of information, but what I really wanna know is what talents do they bring to the table? And a lot of times it's, you know, what kind of jobs they've had in the past. And, you know, one of the things I look for um, is how long have they been at different jobs? You know, if they've nine jobs in the last two years, that's a challenge for me, okay? But if it's nine years at the same job, I wanna learn more about this person. So there's, there's some things there. And so you're finding a good fit. You're, you're hiring an excellent chef, maybe for a best restaurant he talks about here, uh, even though he, he he had a reputation for not treating people well. That's not a good fit. It's not a good fit, okay? Um, you know, I, I, by the way, keep in mind that TVs and, and shows are just that, they're shows. Reality shows are shows, okay? Uh, John, uh, Jonathan at one point was doing, uh, for our, our inspection business, was doing um, a, a Texas flip show, okay? And uh, he came back and said, all right, what you see on TV is not the reality behind that show at all, all right? Wow. But that's, that's, that's the way life works, okay? So you have to be careful inside of, inside of all that. Uh, let's see, what I was saying there? Uh, involve the team in the selection process. All right, so hire people who are smarter and more talented than you. <laughs> I cannot begin to share with you why we have the partners that I have, okay? And notice that I have partners. Notice that I have partners, all right? I could make this all about me, but I'm also the king of backups, right? And, and even Disney had backups in place. Most people don't even think about Roy Disney. Roy Disney made sure that Walt Disney World got opened up after Walt died. Talk about the king of backups, okay? And, and to some degree, the the inspiration and the legacy that people bring to the table. And then number eight here, describe the job completely. Uh, so many times, um, and, and sometimes the job is hard to describe, but when we're hiring a, a home inspector, when we're hiring a marketing coach, when we're hiring uh, a client coordinator, maybe when you're hiring somebody uh, to take care of the homes that uh, you, you manage, okay? When you're hiring somebody to you know install a system in somebody's house, okay? You really want them to know the position that they're coming into, what's really expected of them. 
As entrepreneurs, the number one biggest challenge that most of us have is that we don't truly express what their job is, okay? I have literally in the past, and maybe I shouldn't admit this, put in there, whatever I need you to do. Not a very good job description, okay? Uh, and so, but describe the job as completely as you can, and then also let them know that there are other positions in the company that they can move up to, into, uh, over to at some point if, uh, if you want. Now, this one, uh, I, I, I underlined quite a bit of it. It's page 97, it says, check out the candidates personally. He said, in 1979, two years into my tenure of uh, food and beverage in the Chicago Marriott, because he used to work for Marriott before he went to uh, Disney, okay? I was called to the company headquarters in Washington, D.C. to meet with the regional vice president. He said, I was ready to let him know about all the good things I had accomplished in Chicago. But before I even opened my mouth, he told me that he already knew, not just by reputation, okay? This gentleman had actually checked into the hotel three days to check out the restaurants, the banquets, the bars, the room service under my supervision. He said, your operation is a reflection of you. You know, one of the things that we tell, uh, we work with a lot of real estate agents. We tell them that our operation, we know that our operation is a direct reflection of you. Most people do not realize that when you're working with people that are referring you on a regular basis, that, you know, you're a direct reflection of that person, you know, that uh, you're setting up and everything. And sometimes people forget that. I will tell you, I never forget that. I never forget that. And it's one of the best things. And ever since then, whenever possible, I have personally checked out candidates for important positions and I've encouraged other leaders to do the same. Anyone can look great on paper and have references that sing or heard praises to the sky, but people are only as good as the results they achieve. Let me say that again. People are only as good as the results they achieve, okay? So you owe yourself and your company uh, to take a closer look inside of that, uh, that process and everything. All right. Um, and by the way, uh, one of our best marketing people I ever hired, she doesn't know it, but I watched her for a week. She was selling stuff at Walmart out of one of those little cubby holes. And I watched by and I, you know, heard her ask me a question and ask other people a question. Stood next to the machine next to where she's talking to people and listened to how she talked to people. And I mean, we, when, we, when we finally talked to her, we made that hire just like that. One, I knew her, okay? And I knew what she was capable of. And, and honestly, here's one of my biggest secrets. Here's one of the biggest things that I love to teach, okay? I love hiring people that are overperforming in an underpaying job, okay? Some of you know I call that my chicken man, okay? Could be an Uber driver, could be a pizza delivery guy, could be a reliant energy salesperson in a Walmart. Okay, whatever it is, somebody overperforming in an underpaying job, look for that person because that person is getting ready to take your business to whole new levels. Okay, and it comes down to this one uh, ask revealing questions. When you're interviewing potential hires, don't just ask the predictable questions with yes or no answers. Toss in surprises, toss in surprises uh, that require thoughtful explanations. Here's, he said some of his favorites. So, how do you stay on top of labor cost in your organization? Man, I may be asking somebody that question soon, okay? Uh, how do you stay on top of the labor cost in your organization? Or here's another one. What's the best idea you came up with to improve your business? Notice it said your business there. I found that, that very interesting. What's the best idea you came up with to improve your business? I try to tell everybody that works here that this is their business. 
It's not my business. This is their business. This is their livelihood. And I want to make sure that they can kind of see that. And then, uh, you know, how do they plan their day? I like that one so much that I, I dog-eared that page and everything. That's page 99 that you'll probably want to take a look at. It, okay? Number 11. Use structured interviews when possible. Ah, oh, this is really challenging for me as an entrepreneur, so I use other people to get it done. Okay? Uh, you interview them. You interview them. Uh, let me know what you think. Okay? And um, the more structured the interview, the better you're going to get at least a consistent grade across the table for everybody that you're interviewing. Okay? Um, and uh, so it's very interesting. The other thing I'm going to tell you is that Lee was working already when Disney reached out and snagged him. Some of the best people you'll ever hire, some of the best people you'll ever hire already have a job. They're just looking for more challenge. They're just looking for more fun. They're just looking for more excitement. They're looking for the opportunity to take things to the whole next level, okay? Number 12, find out what really matters to your applicants. Find out what really matters to your applicants. So earlier um, and uh, often we talk about the five Fs, right? Family, financial, faith, fun, and fitness, okay? And, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time remembering that fitness one because, you know, it's not my favorite, which means I probably need to focus on it a little more, okay? Um, but here's the thing is, what's important to them? And, and if you ask them, if you labeled out those five, think about that for a second. If you labeled out those five, family, fitness, faith, fun, okay, financial, which one is the most important to you? In, in fact, do me a favor, score each one of these on a scale of one to five. Would you learn something about that person that might just change your whole perspective on them? I pretty much guarantee you, you would, okay? So find out what really matters to your applicants, all right? Uh, number 13, if possible, have the candidates uh, dis demonstrate their, their uh, expertise. One of the things that I, I loved, and I worked with a company that was working towards $100, $100 million, one of the things that they would do is hire people as uh, 1099s or as consultants, and if they proved that they really had their worth, their salt, then they would offer them a full-time position. And the people knew that that was happening, okay? I'm not sure that that fits for all of us in, in smaller companies. However, there's, there's some thought there that uh, I think could work with the, the bigger you get. And then, of course, select the best candidate not the best one available. Select the best candidate, not the best one available. Here's the other thing is that Disney did really well that sometimes you are challenged with, but I'll, I'll tell you the secret is, I, I, I hate to hire one person. I hate to hire one person. If I'm hiring an inspector, I like to hire two. If I'm hiring client coordinators, I love to hire two. If I'm hiring marketing people, I love to hire three, okay? <laughs> so, uh, because now they all look at each other and, and they're inspired, motivated, and maybe a little bit afraid that one of them ain't gonna be there, okay? Uh, and uh, and it, it, it changes the whole dynamics of the training process when you have more than one, okay? So for real estate agents, okay, I would love to be training 10 at the same time, if I possibly could, okay? Or at least two or three. If I have one, their own minutia gets in the way of their success sometimes. But sometimes their minutia can be scooted out of the way when they have other people there and they go, oh, well, they already dealt with that. They've already seen that, okay? So you have that as well. Number 15, look for people to nurture and promote. In every organization, you have people that, that if you just give them a little bit of, you know, a uh, little bit of your time, you can literally change their lives. So here's how I do this. 
I, pick, I choose certain people inside my company and I have lunch with them once a week. Sorry, I'm almost getting emotional over that because it, it may be one of my biggest secrets. I'm always nurturing people. I'm always trying people. And, and if somebody's important, uh, I might even go ride with them for the day. Okay? I might go ride with them for the day. I hope that that tells them that they're important and that they're important to the company. Okay? They're important to me. Walt did the same thing. Walt used to walk the park all the time and spend time with people and trying to figure out what needed to be done and different things as well. Number 16, constantly evaluate performance. I'm terrible about this, and it's one of the things that I'm going to get better about. Uh, and we've actually, uh, with our group here, and uh, we, we have another gentleman I'm working with, one of the things he is great about is helping teach people how to evaluate performance. Now, we've studied books over it. We, we've studied different things over it. Um, I just recently met with a, uh, uh, the president of a, um, uh, probably, I don't know, $10 million, $30 million business. Um, and and, and they're, they're part of the reason it's in flux there is because there are so many businesses all tied together, depending on how you count it. And I asked him, uh, I said, so what are the top five me metrics? What are the top five key performance indicators you measure every day? Okay. And uh, uh, he didn't know. So you've got to be able to constantly evaluate performance. Number 17, recognize when the job doesn't fit the talent. Number 18, terminate quickly and kindly. Number 19, don't lose touch with those you love. Just because you fire somebody doesn't mean that you have to let them go. At the end of the chapter here, there's some action steps, okay? Make sure candidates have the technical management and leadership skills. Think about what the perfect candidate would look like. Select by talent, not by resume. Select the best person for the job, not the best one available. Consider carefully how a potential hire will blend in with the team. Let me say that one again. Consider carefully how a potential hire will blend in with the team, okay? Uh, and then involve team members, utilize, uh, and I'm not going to go through all the rest of these here, but the last one here, be willing to make difficult decisions about removing or reassigning talent that isn't the right fit in the right space. Okay? So that was just about making your people your brand. We're going to talk more about some of the other things here. And I will tell you, this has been one of the most, this has probably been the most influential book that I've read this year uh, for me and for my business. And so I wanted to be able to share it with you and, and go that direction. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.